the spirit of the tool is determined by the hand of the user. So if you have a hammer, what's your intention? What are you going to do with that? Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas and personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. Welcome, everyone, to the Mind Valley podcast. I'm really excited about our guest today because if you watch HBO, you've probably seen him on the hit show Entourage. Most recently, Adrian Grenier has also returned to Netflix in a new show called Clickbait. But Adrian has actually spent the last decade of his life cementing his place in the world as something way more than an actor. He's become an activist and a communicator on environmental issues. And in a recent article in Austin Monthly, I read that he's also officially become a farmer. So there's a lot to dive into here. So it's a well-known fact that Adrian Grenier has shifted his focus from acting. He is now a UN environmental goodwill ambassador, and he has a social impact fund that focuses on matters that encourage human flourishing, such as psychedelics, one of my favorite topics, incidentally, mental health, sustainable consumption, and communitas, which are wellness retreats with community building. Not what you're expecting, right? So while we may want to know more about his next TV show or movie venture, today instead, we're going to talk about Adrian as an activist. And we're going to talk about Adrian's new fund, Contra Ventures, which is looking to raise close to $150 million to invest in founders and startups that can help make the planet better. Now, why is this conversation relevant to you? Well, the vast majority of people in Mind Valley tend to be entrepreneurs, startup founders, CEOs. In fact, those three are the top three most common job titles among our members. And there's something about the people that Mind Valley attracts, right? You tend to be people who label yourself conscious entrepreneurs. Today, with Adrian, we're going to be exploring the concept of ROI, which you know about, return on investment, versus YBM, yield beyond money. This is a quantitative assessment protocol created by DuContra, Adrian's fund, and used to evaluate the intangible value beyond a calculator's reach. If you are a conscious entrepreneur, as most Mind Valley people label themselves, conscious entrepreneurs or people working for conscious companies, YBM is a really powerful idea. And so with that, Adrian Grenier, welcome to the Mind Valley podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. So first up, Adrian, what's with the farming news that we are seeing lately? It's a long time coming. I grew up mm. in New York. I was a street rat, straight up, like grew up in the streets. Whenever I wanted to escape mom, I'd, I'd like hang out, you know, on stoops and in alleyways just to get some alone time with the, with the boys, with the friends. And that became my whole mm -hmm. identity, my whole ego. I had to create that ego, that, that confidence, that belief in, and then this is the right, the best place on earth. This is the way it should be. We're better than Jersey. We're the greatest uh -huh. city in, in the world, the big apple. And then I realized, no, I was so disconnected from nature. I spent my whole life growing up with concrete between me and the earth and trees were the things that were relegated to Central Park and I didn't even see the ocean, barely. Every once in a while, if you were on the edges of the city, you'd see rivers. And I didn't even know we were an ocean city. So finally, uh, you know, after way too long, I had a breakdown and I realized I needed to get my hands dirty. I needed to, to be in the earth. I needed to ground myself. 
change my whole entire lifestyle and align it more with what I'm looking at right now, which is grass and mist. There's beautiful mist right now. Dew on, on the leaves and chickens. <laughs> Where exactly are you right now? I'm in Texas, outside of Austin. Bastrop? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, great. And oh, those chickens, find... are these wild Texan free-range chickens or are these chickens that you are farming? We actually picked up a couple of baby chicks, day-olds. Uh -huh. We raised them in the, in the laundry room and they have recently upgraded to the chicken coop, which is quite swank, I'm not going to lie. I spent a good long time making sure that it was safe from predators and now they have an automatic chicken door very fancy that opens up when the sun comes out so they can go out and roam about. And then by the time they get home, it closes up again and they're safe again. So I love that. I love that you went from Hollywood, from being this star to becoming a farmer and now you're raising chickens. But again, your ambitions are beyond that. You're also raising $150 million for Ducontra Ventures to invest in impact entrepreneurship. Now let's talk about that. We all know what ROI is. Ducontra coined the word YBM, yield beyond money. Let's talk about that. I've been doing environmental work for a long time. I've been an activist, if you will, for quite some time. And there's just something about the word activist that I don't love. It feels a little pushy. You got to force people to do the right thing. And that somehow feels off to me. And so I was looking for like, what, what's the root cause? Like what inspires us? How do we actually motivate action and change in the world? And when you start boiling it down, you get to the root and then you go below the root and you realize it's about money. Money is the fuel. It's the energy that inspires, motivates people to build the world and like it or hate it. It's the reality, it's established. And for some reason, it's been uh, the, the way in which we actually exchange goods and services and we actually do business with each other and create our world. So I started talking to my partner, Bob Anuzi, an mm -hmm. incredible uh, investor who is basically managing my investments with, that I was doing on the side as a passive, like receiving, I was basically taking in fielding opportunities. And she said, you know, we have such a good thing going here. Why don't we build an actual fund and let's go out actively find opportunities. And then we can take capital money and funnel it into businesses that are doing more than just making money. They're seeking something more intangible and more uh, valuable than just money itself. And that's when we came up with the concept of yields beyond money. So that's our metric is YBM, which is not just money for money's sake and seeking zeros and decimal points, but actually the things that make life worth living, the things that enrich our human experience, community, nature, family, the things that are vital. And so that's, that's what we do. We not only look at ROI as any good capitalist and responsible steward of other people's money will do is make sure that we're actually generating money so that we can continue to invest in the future. But fundamentally, we really um, orient ourselves towards the things that are intangible. And that's, that's really a mindset. You know, it's mm -hmm. like we, we look to support entrepreneurs and building what they're looking to build over time. We're not just looking to 
make a quick buck. We're actually creating relationships right from the entrepreneur level, supporting that, that human to achieve greatness within the business and then supporting the business once it's up and running to do great things in the world. So this concept of YBM, yield beyond money, does this idea play a role in your daily life? Is it a guiding principle in not just your investments, but how you show up in the world? Absolutely. You know, for a while I was chasing the dragon, so to speak, making more and more and more and needing to accumulate more nuts for my you know, squirreling my nuts away for a rainy day because of scarcity anxiety. Like, what if I don't have enough tomorrow? And then I look and I realize I was like, I have enough. Not only do I have enough, I have way more than I need. So on a personal level, yeah, I was seeking relief. I was seeking relief from that constant accumulation drive. And I wanted something that uh, felt a little bit more embodied and integrated into my entire spirit, not just my ego or my vanity. And so that's when I shifted my whole life. I let go of a lot of the pursuits I was doing for way too long and really came down to earth and settled into something a little bit more holistic so that my whole entire life, my lifestyle is aligned with my values. The way I generate an income, how I relax on a Saturday, how I spend time with my friends, it's all the same. People I surround myself with are farmers and investors and entrepreneurs who all are mission aligned. We're all rowing in the same direction to make a world that isn't just about money and accumulation. It's it's so fragile. It's just about the money. But if we create a resilient, enriched community, it's heart-centered, nature-based. That's the true wealth, really. And we won't have to worry about uh, our bank accounts when we're all sharing in the bounty, sharing in the human flourishing Mm -hmm. and the abundance that we can create together. I love that. Heartwise, I'm completely aligned with what you're saying. And I know many of the people who are listening are. But my question is, well, two questions. Firstly, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, right? The first question is, do these companies really return a good ROI? Because yes, I know YBM is important, but ROI is also important. Like how are these, can these companies really make a good return? What are you seeing right now? Well, if you look at our numbers, the answer is, fuck yes. I mean, we have, <laughs> we've done so well. Look, we, I wouldn't be here asking for people to invest in us at the tune of $150 million if we're tracking the growth of the companies. And then at some point when there's an exit, then we'll realize those returns. But wow. as of now, we're tracking at a really positive ROI. And then ultimately, we're in it for the long haul, right? So we're not looking to like just cash out right away because we understand that these companies are going to, they'll have their ups and then they'll have their hard moments and then they'll have to overcome adversity. So this is a long-term commitment to the entrepreneurs uh, first and foremost. I just want to make that clear. And that requires that we, we know we track the, the ROI, mm-hmm. but really the way we put our energy is supporting the entrepreneur and his or her mission. Right within the company. So they're not tempted to sell out themselves or make a quick exit or get bought out at the detriment of the mission right. and values of the company. So it's a multilateral investment. You're also the angel on the shoulder whispering, don't be evil. <laughs> well, yeah, but didn't 
Google say that or something. <laughs> it's easy enough to, to say the words. It's right. another, it's, and that's why, you know, uh, lifestyle and embodiment is so important to me mm -hmm. right? because I'm an actor, right? So I'm good at words. I mean, I can speak the script all day long and make you think that I'm, you know, anything. I can shapeshift and be any character you want. And then, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, what am I really standing for? Who right. am I really? So that's why we, you know, we keep ourselves in check, DuContra, to make sure that we are in fact committed to this company. It, mm -hmm. it may seem glossy and, and a great investment, but if, if it's not mission aligned and if, there's, if we can't add value, we have the discipline enough to walk away. But you're talking about like, how, are these companies making good return? Well, I was actually asking for some examples because I think the audience that's listening would love to know what are, you don't have to say the company name if you don't want to, but what are some of the technologies? What are some of the new developments you're seeing that are really exciting you that would excite us and give us hope for a better future on Earth? So we've invested in about 15 companies thus far. Blue Land comes to mind. I was just talking to founder Sarah. They're doing zero plastic home cleaning products. So they send you compressed detergent or compressed material that you actually dissolve in water and then reconstitute it so you can use it as cleaning product. So they're not shipping around a bunch of water, creating a higher carbon footprint, and there's no plastic. So that's not going into the ocean. And they're right to your door. And people love that convenience. That is amazing. Yeah, they are killing it, especially now with COVID and people, you know, well, hopefully COVID's on its way out, at least in our hearts and minds and our way of life, they really took off. And what is that so company called? Blue Land. Blue Land. Blue Highly Land. recommend it. Highly I got to check it out. Okay. Yeah, they have hand soaps and dish soaps, laundry detergent, and it's all non-toxic. It's natural and zero plastic. Pretty incredible. Another Land. company, yeah. it's called Heartwater. Mm -hmm. uh, they're a local Austin company and they're harvesting the weather and putting it in aluminum cans. And their whole mission is to create rainwater catchment for uh -huh. communities. So having hyper-local resource to water without having to tap into aquifers or going to foreign countries and robbing people of their beautiful natural spring water and of course, destroying the, the environment in, in the process. It's an incredible company I'm really excited about working with. Seeds. Seeds investor that they basically advise, they, they create tools for financial advisors mm -hmm. to better communicate the ESG and YBM opportunities and investments for their clients. So financial managers manage a ridiculous amount of money, amount of wealth, and have a lot of power in, in how people deploy that money throughout a variety of investments. And they don't have enough of the tools to be able to communicate how important it is that they can actually align someone's values with their investments mm -hmm. so that they're not just investing in something to make money on this side. And then their values are here and they're at odds with one another. It's like driving with the brake on. Mm -hmm. right? You're like trying to do good in your life and give to charity. And then meanwhile, you're invested without even knowing it sometimes in companies that are antithetical to your mission. So it's allowing financial advisors to better align people's investments with their values. Um, we think that's an incredible business that will not only do really well financially. I remember when we got off the phone with the founders. So I'm the dreamer. I'm, <laughs> I'm the one who's romantic and want all the intangible, beautiful things that make life rich and beautiful on a human level. And then we have a lot of analysts who are the numbers people. And when we're both 
singing the praises of a company, we know we're, we've hit gold. So after that call, everybody was full yes on that one, not only financially, but also the, the amount of good that we can do by helping to Amazing. funnel people's investments in, in, in a way that's more aligned with their hearts. And we believe that people want to do the right thing. That is amazing. I love what you guys are doing. You know, maybe about eight years ago, if I was looking for a good investment opportunity, I would have looked at ROI because eight years ago, I needed ROI. Sure. And um, I remember meeting Elon Musk. It was 2013. We were at the SpaceX facility and he pitched his whole vision to me and a couple of other visiting guests. And I was thinking, man, this Tesla company could really go somewhere. I should invest in Tesla. And I did not because almost every other impact investment opportunity was just dormant, was, was kind of flat. And as of this week, I realized that if I had invested in Tesla, I would have seen a 20 time ROI, 20 time in eight years. And so Tesla, I think, has, has shown us that investing is really changing. So many people are investing in companies, not just on ROI, but based on their values. And it even applies to blockchain, to Bitcoin. No matter what you think about blockchain, I have close friends who put millions in Bitcoin because they are so attracted to the philosophy of crypto. And we are seeing that as well with Tesla. I mean, it's crazy what happened recently. I think it was Avis, Avis or Hertz. They placed an order for a large number of Tesla cars. That order would have added up to about 6 billion. But Tesla stock shot up something like 80, 90 billion. And it's amazing to see people betting on Tesla because of Elon's stance towards the environment. And I'm excited to see where companies like Blue Land are going to go. If these are going to be the next Johnson & Johnsons of our time because of the values, the ideology that so resonates with our heart and their business model. Yeah, well, not without a fight from Johnson & Johnson, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. The capital to yeah. you know, try and bury some of these entrepreneurs and companies. That's why for us, it's, it's about way more than just the investment they need. They need our hearts, our souls, our support so that the businesses of the future actually can uh, have a, an edge. You know? So there's a fair, it's a fair fight. Really, it is an ideological and spiritual commitment to companies that really, truly are doing the right thing. And it's hard to sometimes determine who they are, but I think that's up to all of us. Like we all need to work together to sort of identify that and share information, open source ideas and work together to change our very lives together. I love investing in companies where I truly resonate with the values of the founders. And if I feel that the founders are off on their values, I pull my money out. So I used to be invested in Facebook and if Facebook was, had great ROI. I just don't mm -hmm. trust Zuckerberg. I pulled all that money out. I put it in Tesla and I'm so, so glad about that. Highly problematic. I agree. Mm -hmm. It's hard to make that disciplined choice, but that's why you, you got to like really check in with yourself and say, you know, is how am I going to feel tomorrow or like not Bye. tomorrow, but down the road, what legacy am I leaving through this investment? I may have made a bunch of money, but what have I really done? And I learned that lesson every day here on the land. I may not reap the benefit of the work I'm doing, but the systems that we're putting into place here will benefit future generations. And so I'm, I'm really starting to right. live not just quarters and years and like how much money do I have now, but really looking at, you know, long-term investments in heaven on earth, like garden of Eden. So, We're going to have fruit, fruit and food everywhere here. And somebody's going to like one day reach up and be able to grab 
any fruit and just munch on it. And that's really exciting for me. So in a moment, I want to get your thoughts on soil, right? This is something we all hear about global warming, but soil, if we follow you on Instagram, you mentioned soil and the health of our soil is something that you're passionate about. I also saw your interview with Sadhguru where you guys spoke about soil. So we're going to talk about soil in a moment and why this is something we really have to be paying attention to. It's an existential threat to our species. But first, I just want to say something to the audience that's out there. So many people I meet tell me that they're concerned about the environment. They're concerned about where humanity is going. If you just read the news, I mean, it's, it's devastating. There was an article last week that showed that 10 rainforests, 10 specific rainforests, are now emitting more carbon than they're actually capturing because of human intervention. So it's scary what's going on to the planet. There's also good news. If you read the news today, uh, countries responsible to 85% of rainforests, the politicians got together and decided to make a commitment to preserve rainforests. Whether this commitment stays or not, you know, who knows? But people constantly tell me, I don't know what I can do. I feel helpless. But the fact is, none of us are helpless. Almost everyone listening has invested in something. Maybe you bought a stock. Maybe you are on an app like Robinhood. Investing is so easy, but you can choose to put your dollars, not just in ROI, but YBM. You can choose to invest in companies that you know, if these companies succeed, the world is going to be better for your children. For the life of me, I can't understand why people invest in Coca-Cola. I can't understand Warren Buffett. Coca-Cola is the biggest polluter on the planet. I can't understand why people invest in, in companies like ExxonMobil. We can make that choice. You can pull money from companies that are harming our future and redeploy that money in companies which are doing good. And people are starting to catch on to this. This is why Tesla stock is soaring. You can also find startups that you can invest in. For example, um, I'm actually drinking. This, this is sparkling water, so I don't take cola. It's sparkling water with a substance in it called chaga. Chaga is a mushroom, and I invested in this company. It's an Estonian company, and what they do is they grow mushrooms, which are superfoods, on trees. And so rather than cut down forests to farm new foods, you are growing the foods on the trees itself. And so the forests are preserved, and you still get food products, and Chaga is filled with like 200 different vitamins, really good stuff. So I, I use this as a coffee replacement. But I, I was using this product, and I loved it, and I thought, well, I should do the next step these entrepreneurs need money to grow. I so want to see this grow. I want to see forest preserve. I'm going to invest in this. And all of us, all of us can find these opportunities, but it's not easy. And that's why if these ideas appeal to you, you want to check out Ducontra Ventures, D-U-C-O-N-T-R-A dot Ventures. Go to Ducontra Ventures, read about what Adrian and Bar, Bar is also a, a really good friend of mine, read about what Adrian and Bar Minuzi are doing. And consider if this is a fund that you may want to put money in. Is there like a minimum investment size that you're looking for? We're looking for half a million. Um, half a million, right? Individual investors and then a larger check for institutional. But, you know, depends. Like, I mean, where are you at? We exactly. do recognize that there's value that people can add that aren't just financial. So if you really want to invest and maybe you have a little bit less, like we'll look at it, but ultimately we have a lot of money to, to raise and we have a lot of good to do. So we want to try and keep down the size of the uh, LP list. Absolutely. And so if this interests you, go check out DuContra and uh, you can see their portfolio there. There are so many exciting companies that they are investing in and consider becoming part of DuContra. Now, Adrian, let's talk about 
I want to talk about a couple of other things that you're really passionate about. Let's talk about soil. So when you're in interview with Sadhguru, you guys spoke about soil and why this is something that we really have to be paying attention to. I'd love for you to go deeper. I just want to say, you know, I think that we as humans, we have a tendency to, to, to focus on conflict. Mm -hmm. And so, again, I'm a UN environment good right. ambassador for the environment. I do a lot of work in this space. So I meet a lot of environmentalists. And there, there tends to be, and more so now, more than ever, and, and I don't know where it came from, but there's this arrogance that people know that we're all going to die. <laughs> there's like the rapture is coming and it's going to be an environmental apocalypse. That may or may not happen. I don't know. I, you know. I don't know the future, but I like to lean into not the imperative because things are going to be terrible, but the imperative because it's an opportunity that we have to build a world that we envision is possible. So I like to come from it from a more optimistic perspective because we don't know the future, because we humbly can say that we can't say for sure, it leaves a, a world of possibility means that we can actually do whatever we feel we want to build. So I like to come from it from that perspective. And when you look at soil, soil is an, an, a tremendous opportunity, not just to sequester carbon, to create healthy ecosystems for food, food production, to create abundance. Soil is really the foundation, quite literally, for all life. So creating a microbe-rich biome within the soil, you actually do a number of really great things for the planet, not just carbon sequestration, mm -hmm. but also water retention, holding on to water so that it doesn't just run off and take all the nutrients down into the rivers and then dump it in the ocean, but it actually keeps nutrients right there, especially if you're not tilling it and turning it up all the time, but keeping it present in that space so that cover crops and then trees and then eventually those mushrooms on top of the trees can grow and you can actually create diversity and abundance within that, that ecosystem. Soil is, I think, one of the issues is that we've been a little bit naive about how we've been treating the soil. We've been quarters and years mentality trying to get a yield immediately. So we spray a bunch of chemicals, pesticides, herbicides, artificial fertilizers in order to get food in the moment but we're actually selling ourselves out down the road. Mm -hmm. So, so I, take a little bit of time. I heard you and Sadhguru say something really interesting. So you guys can watch this clip on Adrian's Instagram, instagram.com, Adrian Grenier. And um, Sadhguru and you talk about how India has had agriculture for thousands upon thousands of years, tens of thousands of years, and everything was going fine. But in the last 50 years, because of modern agriculture, close to 50% of arable land in India is turning into wasteland and that we're going to run out of soil if nothing is done. So that was Sadhguru. That was what Sadhguru spoke about with you. Tell us about what's going on there. I'm no expert of what's happening there, but it's, I think it's indicative of what's happening around the world in the way we treat our soil and our communities. We're essentially in this old paradigm of exploitation of natural resources and then a linear system to waste. And then we're not dealing with our waste either. And it's just littering our, our planet. So we really do need to create that regenerative closed loop system around the world. It's not just India, but definitely India, you know, so that we can empower people to, to make a living, also enrich their lives, not just financially, but also 
with better, more nutritious food, beautify their environment so that it uplifts their spirit and their sense of possibility and wonder about how the world is, and then ultimately help the environment heal. I love that. I love that you're so concerned that you're you're so deliberately focused on saving the planet. And I love that listening to you gives us hope. It gives us hope. It lets us know that there are influential people out there like you and Bob Minuzi who are supporting these entrepreneurs who are helping them find the funding, who are helping them share their stories. I think it's so wonderful that you're an actor because by being an actor, you are a master storyteller and you have an amplifier. You can amplify these stories. Uh, so we've spoken about Ducontra. We have spoken about soil, what's going on with soil, why we need to pay attention to that. Now you're also deeply concerned with the ocean and you run an Instagram account called Lonely Whale. Tell us about that. I don't run it. So Lonely Whale is an ocean organization that I started about six years ago, and I'm not working there much these days. I've been building Ducontra and Breastfeed, and now I have chickens to take care of. So (laughs) I've been busy. You've got a lot of different projects. Yeah. So Lonely Whale is standing strong on its own uh, with incredible support from our team there. And we have a number of programs, one of which is Ocean Heroes Boot Camp, where we host 300 kids from 30 different countries around the world coming together in a boot camp style conference where they get to share their earth values with one another and leave to go back home and advocate for the planet. And, and then these are all youngsters eight, between ages eight to 18. So amazing kids, uh, one of my favorite programs. And then another one, it's um, Next Wave Plastic. That's a a consortium of 18, 15 or so, Mm -hmm. maybe 18 companies with an international footprint. And they've all agreed to buy ocean bound plastic. It's a supply chain for plastic that would otherwise make its way into the ocean. And we're able to identify the leaky points within our world where the majority of plastic is making its way into rivers and then ultimately the ocean because of mismanagement. So these companies are actually investing in creating that supply chain to create a demand for this plastic, to put it back in the economy and take it out of the ocean. Wow. Yeah, I believe it's something a couple of projects we're working on. It's something to the tune of 20 tons of plastic per second, make it into the ocean. Yeah. It's like essentially a whole garbage truck full of plastic that goes in the ocean every minute. Yeah. That's crazy. So And also Lonely Whale, we just put out a movie as well, tracking the story of the loneliest whale in the world, which is our hero, our namesake. Uh-huh. Check that out. It's, it's really good. And it's not only about the whale, but it's about us. It's about our disconnect and seeking connection. So one of the things I find interesting about what you're doing with uh, Do Contra is the four verticals, right? Because the four verticals... And again, maybe you're interested in investing in Ducontra, in which case you want to pay attention to this. But even if you're not, this is really interesting because it gives you a vision of hope of what we can selectively focus on that can make a huge impact on humanity. Adrian, would you talk about the four verticals? Yeah, so we came up with uh, four verticals, the framework through which we invest in a company. They fit within one of those four. We feel that we can actually have a real fundamental impact on humanity. You can look at individual companies and you know you can use different metrics. We have our YBM metric, but really within these verticals, they each have their own. So one of them is human flourishing. We want to support the betterment of the individual, the up-leveling of the human being. So it's mental health, health and wellness, 
just tools to give people the opportunity to make better sense of the world and to be healthy so that they can do the work on mm-hmm. an individual level. Communitas, as you mentioned. And just before you move on from human flourishing, you look at psychedelics and mental health. What are you looking at in terms of psychedelics? We see the medical use of psychedelics as an important tool amongst others to help people overcome traumas and aspects of their lives that are holding them back or keeping them plain small, uh, Mm -hmm. keeping them in negative patterning uh, that are destructive for themselves and their communities in the world. So first and foremost, we need to make sure that humans, individual humans are working at their optimal. And that way, when they go out in the world, what they're doing is positive. We have a saying that, um, you know, we see money as a tool. And we say that the spirit of the tool is determined by the hand of the user. I think Sadhguru actually told me that. So I'll say it again. The spirit of the tool is determined by the hand of the user. So if you have a hammer, What's your intention? What are you going to do with that? Are you going to break something or are you going to break something? So first and foremost, we want to support humans, the individual to up level enough so that they can go out and do good work. Whatever that is, it's up to them to decide. But we believe if they have the support, they will make the ethical spiritual decision. So human flourishing is an important vertical for us. And what's the second vertical? So communitas is, as you, as you mentioned, companies that help bring people together to work better together, to play better together, to come together as community. So essentially, you know, the one thing that makes humans unique is that we have an incredible ability to collaborate and work together. We've almost escaped the competition, the the idea that, you know, it's survival of the fittest. We're actually survival of the most able to work together. And that's how we built this world that we see. So We think that working with others, coming together as community is so important to not only the betterment of mankind, humankind, but also so that we can align on shared values and come to a consensus goal, consensus mission, and then work together to build that. Could you give us some examples of companies that you found in these two verticals, human flourishing and sustainable consumption? So we have a a, a more crystal idea of... uh, what these verticals mean? Yeah, so you know we are not currently investing. We're not deploying capital at this moment. We're in the fundraising mode. However, we're laying it on the table who the kinds of companies that we want to invest in. So imagine retreats, places where people can go to connect on a business level. So work share, like better work share, places for people to go to connect with one another, dinners, you know, having community outings and that sort right. of thing, and then. When people travel, and we, we believe that connecting the world through travel and experiencing the world is important. So where are they going? Who are they staying with? How are they connecting with the local communities? All of those types of companies. Awesome. And then there's vertical three, which is the future of finance. Yes, future of finance. We all have a default education in money. I mean, I remember when I was a kid and I, I, the idea of a million dollars was like astronomical, it's huge. And I was, I wanted it. <laughs> so someone somewhere was conditioning me to want and seek money, profit. And that is just baked into our, our whole society. So we all need to have, um, I think we, we all need to look at our relationship to money and whether or not it's driving us or if we're using it as a tool. And 
once they're working with others and then they have the capital to go do things, they're going to do great things. So we want to give people the opportunity to access that money and take away the gatekeepers so that more people can uh, have access to the world's wealth and act upon it. Beautiful, beautiful. So there's human flourishing, sustainable consumption, future of finance. And then the final one is communitas or was communitas number two? It's do consumer, which are sustainable consumer goods, essentially. I see what we consume and how. So these are, this I'm a little bit more familiar with just because we've already done a number of investments such as Blue Land and the others. We all consume stuff, right? And we we all, I think need to take a look at what we consume and how we do it. And we're investing in companies that help society do better for the environment, do better for communities and workforce employees. And so we often use a lot of the SDGs sustainable development goals to help us determine some of the parameters that will you know, allow us to invest in a company. If you're listening and you don't know what the SDGs are, look it up. It is the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. It is a list of, I think it's 12, 12 goals, Adrian? How many? No, no, I think it's like 30. Sustainable Development Goals. They're called the UNS. We chose the ones that were relevant to our four verticals. And so if you if you guys, ah, it's 17, 17 interlinked global 17. goals. So this is a really phenomenal, you can Google it, sustainable development goals. It is a really phenomenal model to think about how you want to change the world. It's sdgs.un.org goals. And when I am coaching entrepreneurs, I always tell them to refer to this website and try to understand where they can make a dent, where they can make an impact to make the world better off. I think the world doesn't need more entrepreneurs. The world needs more conscious entrepreneurs. And the, uh, the UN SDG is a really powerful way to help you understand if what you're working on, if that problem you're trying to solve, if the company you're working for is actually making humanity better off or is making humanity worse off. I call it humanity plus or humanity minus. So the UN SDG is an incredible model. Everyone should get acquainted with that. So Adrian, what would be next steps for people who have listened to this podcast episode and are interested in Do Contra? One thing that's important is that we're able to communicate our message. And what we decided is we're going to create a communications arm of Do Contra, which is, is an opportunity for us to open source and share our experience, what we're doing. And I'm, I'm the host. Yours truly is the host. So we, we created a channel called EarthSpeed. And it's a number of things. It's not only sharing um, homesteading tips and and ways to connect more with nature and to create your own food and build your own local, hyper-local, soil-rich, healthy environment, but also investments. So we also invite our entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and our LPs to come on and talk about how they're deploying their capital and what they're building from a business perspective and really for us, it's a 360 lifestyle channel where it's, we use the, the, the three vertical seed, soil, citizen. You're talking about soil, seed are the ideas, the things we plant for the future. Soil is the embodiment, coming down to earth, getting dirty, getting your hands in the soil, being grounded and doing the work, actually mm-hmm. building shit, you know, like actually making things. And that's important too, that we share tips on how we can actually do the things in our lives, our everyday lives to build the world. And then finally, uh, of course, citizen, which is how we work together to make the society that we want. So you'll be hearing from thought leaders and entrepreneurs and people who are inspiring that I've surrounded myself with. And I'd love for you to come on 
if you'd like. If you, I would love to. An official I would love invite to. for you to be on EarthSpeed. And so we're launching that as well coming out. And I think the link may be down in this particular moment. Some algorithm shut us down. I don't know why they would. On Instagram, right? EarthSpeed. Yeah, so we, we were getting a lot of traffic and maybe they thought that was suspect. But we are launching and we should be up and running later today, um, if not Perfect. tomorrow. So check that out at EarthSpeed. Perfect. Perfect. That's really, really, really cool. And um, Adrian, as we come to the tail end, I want to bring on the member of our community that asks the question with the most votes, Lisa Diaz. So Lisa, come on, and I'm going to bring you live so you can ask your question to Adrian. So Lisa, you're now a panelist. Make sure your mic and camera are turned on. Hello. Hi, Lisa. Hello. hello. Can you hear me? We can hear Hi. you, Lisa. We can't see you. Hola, hola from Miami. Hola. ¿Cómo estás? <laughs> Muy bien, gracias, gracias. Thank you. So my question to you, Adrian, was for those of us interested, curious about this impact investing opportunity, but are not there yet money-wise, where do we start? What's the first step? Yeah, well, look, I think you have to recognize that, you know, whether or not you have a billion dollars or not that much, where you put your money matters and what you invest in. And I would do an inventory of, of your own expenses and, and look at what you're spending money on, I would guess that the majority of people will find that they're spending money on a lot of things that aren't aligned with their mission, as with their hearts, and might just be wasted and also not in investing in themselves and their health. I would go down that list as a first and foremost, make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Self-care is earth care. So are you investing in yourself first and foremost? And anybody can do that. And you don't even need any money to do that. So exercise, eating right, eating healthy, drinking your chaga, all the things that you can do to invest in yourself. And then community. Can you bring it together a community? And you don't need a lot of money to do that. Share the resources. And actually, you get richer when you're sharing with others because now you have what everyone else has and you're sharing it. So these are investments that aren't just financial, but they're a state of mind and a lifestyle that then when you have capital, you can start deploying that into companies by the way, when you throw a dinner party and you meet someone new and they're creating this awesome company, I promise you, if you're passionate about that company and maybe you don't have a lot of money, but you want to support them in some way, young entrepreneurs will give you sweat equity for working for them. So the focus too much in the society is on the money itself as the goal. It's the tool. And when you're learning woodshop, you may not have the router and the fancy you know, system that sucks all the dust. You might have to put on goggles and do it by hand with a handsaw. And as you start to build your, your repertoire and you build your furniture, you start to upgrade slowly. So there is something you can do with very little capital, promise. Excellent, thank you, thank you so much. So self-care, that includes being part of Mind Valley, right? <laughs> That's right. Community and then community, care. yeah. You know, that, that actually, reminded me one last thing highly recommend taking a permaculture course permaculture, a course, Sorry? What? permaculture. permaculture okay. is a systems-based design framework that is not only great if you're trying to cultivate land and create mm -hmm. food abundance but also you can apply those principles to just about anything including lifestyle and, and investments and work anything. So permaculture course, there's some incredible ones. I would recommend the one I took, Adelon or Organics down in South America. Highly, highly recommend it. That's all. Amazing. Thank you, Lisa. 
Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Lisa. With that, we end today's session. Adrian, thank you so much for joining us. So those of you who would like to go deeper to learn about Adrian's work, check out Ducontra Ventures, D-U-C-O-N-T-R-A dot Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. Adrian, thank you so much for inspiring us, for giving us hope of where the world can go and for being a role model, for showing us that we can think about the world in far better, more conscious ways so that we can create a better planet for everyone to follow. Let's go. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Vishen Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley Podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body? your relationships? How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought beyond your dreams? When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of 150,000 of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.